It's Monday, and we're going to focus on a coach and a player as we get ready for the regular season in less than two weeks. You are Locked On Jaguars, your daily Jacksonville Jaguars podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. up good people thank you for joining me tony wiggins the host of the locked on jaguars podcast where it's your team every day and we thank you for making us your first listen quick reminder that we are free to subscribe to on our youtube page make sure you tap in on youtube at locked on jaguars sign in subscribe hit the bell so you receive notifications also the like button and then if you listen to audio podcasts wherever you do that make sure you tap in every single day to make sure you don't miss an episode of Locked on Jaguars. Today's show is sponsored by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code Locked On NFL for twenty dollars off your first purchase. Last minute tickets, low price guaranteed. All right, man. Shout out to the Everydayers. Glad that you join us, and we can call you Everydayers because you join every single day. If you want to be an Everyday, all you got to do is listen to Everyday, and we'll call you an Everyday or two. I've got that out six times. I've said Everyday. About 15 seconds. That's seven. That's actually seven. All right, here's what we're going to do today. We're not going to bury anything. We're just going to give you a quick Monday musings overlook. And something that hit me was how Doug Peterson is a real leader. And how somebody ought to be sitting somewhere in a studio in LA or wherever they're doing and saying, Man, I botched that. I really screwed that up. I ain't going to even mention somebody, but whoever screwed this up before Doug Peterson got here, but told everybody how great they were. They should watch and watch a real leader show people how it's really, really done. And uh, we'll talk about that in segment one. Segment two, I did a mailbag. I'm going to get to that probably on tomorrow. But one of the things that came out of there was a lot of people talking about Jeremiah Ledbetter. Jeremiah Ledbetter's value is going to be discussed here. And I'm going to use something I said last year to actually uh, his play alone has been good enough, but I'm going to use something I said last year to actually tell you how valuable I think he is. The last thing is the pass rush. Folks keep talking about the pass rush, pass rush, pass rush. And we saw Miami in the preseason game get the ball out really quick. They're in the shotgun already. Hike, one step back, plant throw. Three-step drop, plant throw. You're not going to get sacks when teams do that. So I think the pass rush can get help from the Jaguars' offense because teams are going to have to bail off of that strategy and that's going to allow them to have to take five step drops and sit in that pocket a little bit longer because they're going to need chunkier plays all right so we'll talk about that in segment three but first doug peterson the real real leader i think the team after the preseason game i think they had a barbecue i'm not joking i'm telling you this and I, if you follow me on social media, it even made me barbecue yesterday i said okay they're going to barbecue i'm gonna barbecue i hadn't grilled in a while because it's been too hot right and uh by the way, you probably could have grilled just by taking your meat and whatever you're cooking and putting it on the sidewalk outside lately because that's just how hot it's been in Jacksonville. But they were going to have a team barbecue. It's, I, I don't listen. I got to say this because, it you know, it's the first thing that comes to my head. And it's the thing, you know, I, I think off the fly sometime. And I think that's why y'all like me, because it comes off the cup. You know, people on death row, they give them like that last meal, right? So they didn't have cuts and then have the barbecue. 
they're having the barbecue. They're feeding these dudes before they sent them out. You know what I'm saying? And it just was like, I can almost see one of the players joking with the young guys going, dead man walking. Because, you know, that's what I would do. And and if it was me on the other side, I would probably laugh because it's like, y'all going to feed me and then cut me. If I was one of those dudes that I thought I might not make the team, I might actually get up and say that. And maybe you crack that joke and maybe then somebody will realize we need to keep him here because he's funny. But, um, yeah, the thought is, is that Doug Peterson just gets it. You said you're going to have a barbecue and you motivated me to – I don't even play on the team and you motivated me to go cook. But it made me really, really think of where this team is and how fortunate they are. And sometimes you have to go through misfortune to get to your blessing, right? So they went through the whole Urban Meyer fiasco, and it was totally embarrassing, and it, it just set this team back. This city has always been ready to embrace winning and truth. The fans are winners. I'm telling you, man, you, you won't get it. And I'm not talking about riding the coattails of winning. I'm talking about being a winner before it actually shows up. That's the fans in this city. That's who we are. That's who they are. They were ready. And then you had a guy come in here and screw it up, acting like King Joffrey. And you sometimes take it for granted when you don't see it. But now we see it straight up and we see it in the flesh of how, one, they've galvanized not only the roster, but and, – and you could say, well, he has Trevor Lawrence. The guy I'm talking about, him replacing had Trevor Lawrence too. Can you imagine where that thing would be if he was still here? So sometimes even when the thing that makes you angry leads to the thing that makes you happy. Urban made you angry. Doug makes you happy. What do I like about it? What I like about it is folks are saying, man, this team is deep. Man, this team is they're going to cut good players. There's so much positivity as opposed to the negativities like I'm great and everybody around here sucks. I saw a parody video this morning on IG. It's funny, too. I even reposted it where a dude just went off on his team. He said he got 22 problems, 11 on defense, 11 on all. It was the funniest thing ever. But while that was a parody, that really was our reality. That sounded like the other guy. When you hear Doug Peterson, you hear confidence. When you hear Doug Peterson, you hear leadership. He is a true reflection of leadership. He doesn't panic. Players respect him. They have a sense of reverence for him. It's like they fear him, but they don't fear because he's going to tell them they're going to be pumping gas next week. He, they fear him because they don't want to disappoint him. And you know what? Doug doesn't want to disappoint y'all. And Doug doesn't want to disappoint Shy. It is truly leadership is putting out something and getting that same thing back from everybody else without uh, uh, striking fear into them. Like they're going to go to the guillotine if they don't. They don't honor you. You remember the, the thing came out a few weeks ago about Dewey Wingard saying he was got cut if he wouldn't apologize to Urban. See, that's what I'm talking about. You don't have to demand that people respect you. All you have to do is command things the way that they're supposed to be and people will respect you because of who you are. Brace yourself, Jacksonville. You have a true leader in control. And if they make a, 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 a long run here, I ain't talking about winning 10 straight Super Bowls. I'm just talking about a decade or more of you notice I said or more because I'm greedy, but a decade, the next decade, if they're if they're relevant and they're pressing the mark for the next decade or more, 
one of the big reasons is because Sha Khan finally got it right with leadership. And I'm going to include Trent Balky in that because we get on Trent about things that we heard about what happened with him and Jim Harbaugh in San Francisco. But I'm going to tell you what happened with him and Jim Harbaugh in San Francisco. They went to one Super Bowl and probably should have went to two. In fact, no, that group didn't go to the Super Bowl. It was after Jim Harbaugh was gone. They should have gone to multiple Super Bowls and probably even won some. They built a real nice thing out there. Now, folks get on Balky because of the way it was, the way it ended. But we can't trip out on the fact that what the reason why they were mad because it ended prematurely. But what they actually built was something to behold, man. They were right there neck and neck. They were just as good a team as um, as the Legion of Boom. They gave them everything they wanted. I'm talking about it was it was Georgia, Alabama going down to the wire, man. Every time they played, there was it was a rivalry. It was like that's how good they were. So we're gonna give Trent Balky a little bit more credit because what he's done is he's 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 tapped into Doug Peterson. They're on the same page of how this team should be built, and it is running smoothly and perfectly. You get these two guys together, and it works way better than when you had one guy together. So I wanted to give a Monday morning salute to something good, and that good thing is Doug Peterson. What we're going to talk about in segment two, Jeremiah Ledbetter. I'll tell you why his value, in my opinion, is so important to this team um, and so valuable to this ball club this year. And I think a lot of fans really do agree with me that uh, he's extremely valuable. We'll talk about that in just a second here on Locked On Jaguars after I let you know about today's sponsor, which is Underdog Fantasy. And by the way, that is not who you're seeing on the screen right now. And there you go, Underdog Fantasy. We finally got that right. Underdog Fantasy, man. Underdog Fantasy is the cold. Underdog Fantasy is the real deal you want to play some fantasy football and win some real money at the end of the year guess what when i say real money i mean real money somebody won three million dollars last year at underdog fantasy you pick your team at the at the beginning of the year and you just leave it and let it go that's right underdog fantasy you can get championship ready for your home league by trying out best ball on underdog fantasy all you do is one live snake draft no waivers no trades underdog sets your best lineup every week that's it you're done Visit underdogfantasy.com or find them in the app store and sign up with the promo code locked on to get your first deposit doubled up to $100. That's underdog fantasy, promo code locked on. It's the easiest place to find and play fantasy football and the best place for best ball. Underdog fantasy, promo code locked on. All right, man, running it down here as we always do every single day here on locked on jaguars because it's your team every day we appreciate you and making us your first listen and we thank you for that i did a social media deal with a mailbag and i and i apologize to everyone for not doing it today but today i was moved to do something else so we're going to do that on tomorrow right we're going to uh, mention all of the people i said okay for all the fringe players that you want i asked people not to make it obvious i said for the fringe guys on this team who do you keep and who do you cut? And tell me why. Explain it to me. A lot of guys included defensive tackle Jeremiah Ledbetter. 
that really wasn't what I wanted because Jeremiah Ledbetter is on the team. Maybe, maybe because he's not a starter, and maybe because they have some injuries with the other. I call them the the, the plus de- defensive tackles, and what I mean by plus size, I mean you know guys over three hundred pounds, the big guys. Ledbetter was going to make this team, even if Devon Hamilton and um, Fuller Runzo Fadakazi were healthy. Jeremiah Ledbetter was going to be on this team. Jeremiah Ledbetter was going to be in that rotation. Jeremiah Ledbetter was going to be a 25 to 30 snap guy, I believe, in my opinion, regardless of those injuries. So I wouldn't have put him in the fringe category, and I did not expect when I put that out for him to be included in that. And the reason why is because, to me, he was a surefire person to make the team. In fact, of all the interior guys that were no-brainers, it would probably go Hamilton, Fadokazi, and the next one, in my opinion, was Led Better. Over every, well, Roe Robinson Harris, but he's a three technique. But still, he's versatile, he's big, he's fat. And I'm going to use something that I did and said last year. And I wish if I was smart enough, I would have pulled the clip, but I think my graphics were different back then. And I don't want to confuse people if they just pop into the show. But last year, when the Jaguars made their initial 53, if 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 I have some everydayers that were tuned in to the show back then, which I'm sure it was a bunch of people, because if you remember correctly, the one concern I had was they ain't got enough beef. They ain't got enough beef. They were running a base three-man front in their normal alignment, right, on their first down alignment. You're running a base Three-man front with two outside linebackers as edge rushers. They started the only two 300-pounders they had on the roster. So it's not as if one big guy was backing up another big guy. They were both on the team on the field at the same time. One was at nose, one was at DN, which is more of like a, a – I wouldn't really say it was a five technique, but it's probably a four technique, a four I or four B. And then they had Roy Robinson Harris at the three technique on the other side. Sometimes when you see it, you see nose tackle, DNDN. Sometimes when you see it, you see nose tackle, DNDL, which is the defensive lineman. So there's different ways um, people do this, right? And then you see some people in, in the three four when they when they list a depth chart. They list it as middle linebacker, inside linebacker, outside linebacker, outside linebacker. And then you'll see some, they'll go middle linebacker, and then they'll say um, inside linebacker, strong side linebacker, weak side linebacker, even in a 3-4. So, you know, it depends on who the team is and how they view their defense and, and what they name their alignment. But the point that I'm making about Jeremiah Ledbetter is this. When my concern last year was this, okay, well, what do they do when they need to give one of them a blow? It's almost like, think about basketball when you got two big guys, right? Say you have a pure center and then you have a stretch four who's 6'11". Who can play center and give you some minutes at center? One of them is always going to be on the floor at, 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 at a time. All right? But what if one of them is injured? How do you get minutes from someone else that can still give you some of the things that you get from a bigger wider body. 
It was my concern last year. Go up to Philadelphia. I believe it was the Eagles game. I don't think it was the Washington game. I think it was the Eagles game where it was raining. The Jaguars jump up 14-0 because of turnovers. The Eagles decide to run the football. And I think it had a whole bunch to do at the time with the fact that Fola Fadakazi, I believe, is that's the game he got hurt and he came out of the game. And I think somebody in the Eagles, in the Eagles press box said, run it. They proceeded to give the ball to three different running backs. And by the way, they have a running quarterback. In my opinion, they burnt the Jaguars out defensively. The Jaguars could not stop. It's like every time they gave the ball off, they were getting four, five, six yards of carry. And folks were saying, what is going on? What, what's going on? They can't stop the run. No, they they probably were a better run-stopping team, but they had one guy out there trying to trying to block everybody. I saw at some point they put Roy Robinson Harris inside and Dewan Smoot. Have you seen the Eagles' interior? One, they have a, a Hall of Fame center. But then Landon Dickerson is about 340 pounds, and then they got another tackle that's about 350 pounds. And then, oh, by the way, they got another Hall of Fame at right tackle in Lane Johnson that's about 330 pounds. They absolutely mauled the Jaguars. And the Jaguars couldn't do anything about it. And that's one of the worst feelings in the world, so I've been told, is to, to have a team run the ball on you, you can't stop them. Ledbetter this year was their third guy. When they needed a blow from someone, he was in there. If one of them got injured, he was in there. If both were out, they still had a 300-pounder in there. And that's why he was going to make this team. So I wouldn't have put him on the fringe. And then he's just played well. And he's done everything. And then he's versatile. If they want to go three big across, he can play in while uh, Hamilton is at the tackle and Fadokazi is at the other end. So they can get really big now. He was going to make this team regardless, man. So – Jeremiah Ledbetter's value to this team this year, while it looks like it's being magnified because of everybody being banged up up front, he was already going to be on this team as a valuable member. Because remember what they did last year? They ran out and got guys. They ran out and got a bunch of veteran guys that, that were over 300-some-odd pounds and, and start putting them in. And, and they did a pretty good job. But I think the Jaguars are not going to ever get in a situation where they only have two 300-pound defensive linemen. And I know I disagree. There, there's some veteran former players that disagree with me saying, nah, they, ain't, they don't really keep a whole bunch of people at those spots. I've even seen some, some 53-man predictions where they only kept six down guys. Uh, and, and, and I understand the thinking of that. But you will get yourself in trouble around here hunting for dudes that can play in, on the interior of that line. You get out, you get yourself in a world of hurt if you don't at least invest in some of those guys and, and keep those guys. I want as many big people as possible, especially when you're talking about those positions. Because most of the pass rush is going to come from outside. It's not if you get interior pass rush, it's going to be because of twists and stunts for the most part in this particular defense. All right. Speaking of pass rush, speaking of pass rush. We are, they are who they are at this point. They are who they are at this point in terms of personnel. I'll tell you what I mean by that. And I'll tell you how the pass rush can get help, even though it won't come in the form of a different person. I'll do it just a second here. 
on Locked On Jaguars, first I must let you know about Game Time. That's right. The Game Time app is the real deal. Here's what you got to do. First, go to GameTime.co, right? If you want to buy you some tickets to a sporting event, this is the place to do it. It's your favorite events, and they should not be stressful. Game Time is the fast and easiest way for you to buy tickets for all sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. Killer deals on last-minute tickets, and the best price is guaranteed, and you can stop stressing over said tickets, right? They have flash deals and last-minute tickets all the time, easy to find, and Easy to buy tickets for every kind of event in your area. Not just sports. We're talking comedy. We're talking theater. All of that stuff. You need to download the game app, create an account, and use the Locked On NFL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms and conditions apply. Again, create an account and redeem code Locked On NFL for $20 off your first purchase. Download Game Time app today. Last-minute tickets, lowest prices. It is all guaranteed at Game Time. I'm going to tell you what's guaranteed, man, what's guaranteed is we're going to get together every single day because it's your team every day, and we're going to have a good time talking about the Jacksonville Jaguars. Do y'all believe we are less than two weeks from opening day of the NFL? Less than two weeks. We survived. We survived it all, the offseason, the preseason. I I really would want to know, too, and you can answer this uh, in the comments as well as hit me up on social media. Was it different? Was it different? How different was this offseason since this was not an offseason where you were wondering and you were weary and you had to re-up and convince your family to buy season tickets again? And you were like only living off of optimism and hope. This is an offseason of expectation and it is it has to feel differently. I want to know, did it last longer? Was it longer because you knew that you have a, a feeling that the result is going to be something super, super positive and you couldn't wait to get to it? You ever had something you wanted to go to? Like when you buy your game time tickets, when you use game time to buy your tickets and you know it's something you're looking forward to and you can't wait and it feels like it takes forever for you to get there? I'm sure the fans will say, this may have been the longest offseason they've ever had because this is the most optimism that they've had in a long, long time. Even more so the 2017 because the 2018 team had Blake Bortles as your quarterback, and now y'all got Trevor Lawrence. Ooh, that is a big difference. A lot of the talk and uh, optimism or even a little bit of doubt about this team hinders on the pass rush and whether or not Josh Allen and Trayvon Walker and, of course, Kayla Von Chason – Unless the, y'all the, 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 okay, but if those guys are going, is it going to be enough? Is everybody going to be enough? Here's something I saw the other night. There wasn't a whole bunch of pressure on Tua Tagovailoa. There was not a whole bunch of of pressure. But the other thing is, when you watch the tape, you can look and say, "Well, they didn't get any sacks." Yeah, they got that ball out quickly. That's that Mike Shanahan offense where they scheme up things and they absolutely get the ball out absolutely quickly. Everything just you're not going to have chances to get sacks when guys are doing three step drops and letting the ball go real quick. So if you notice, I said earlier that the Jaguars could get help for their pass rush 
from the offense. What do I mean? Are they going to switch a tight end to defensive end? No, they're not going to do that. What do you mean, man? How are they going to get help from Here's how you get help from offense. Score points. Score a bunch of points and score a bunch of points early. Always be on the attack. Keep them guessing. Make their defense tired. Have their defense on the other side of the field barking at their offense, barking at the coaches. Make them, especially in the sweltering heat of September in Jacksonville, make them start second-guessing themselves. Make them abandon their game plan early. Make them get so frustrated and so desperate that what they try to do is get all of their points back really, really quick. When you get when you try to do that, guess what you do? You don't take three step drops. You don't stand back there flat footed, taking the ball and just pivot it and turning. Because in a rush, you, you don't want five yards and you get tackled. The Jaguars are gonna give you everything up underneath. You can take all that all day because guess what? Tick, 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 tick. That clock is running out and we're gonna win this game. No, make it so that they have to score fast. Make it, make it so that they have to get a bunch of chunk plays. And when they do that, when you do that as a defense, now you see five-step drops. You don't really see seven-step drops anymore. But now you see rollouts. The reason why the quarterback at that point is going to hold the ball longer is because for chunk plays, it takes the wide receivers longer to get to their spots. The longer it takes them to get to their spots, the longer he holds the ball, the bigger the opportunity the guys have to get quarterback sacks. So, yeah, while I do think the players need to improve, I think the players have to, well, they don't need to improve now. Well, let me rephrase that. I do think the players who we hope have improved in the offseason have a chance to now put that on full display and to show you how much they've improved. But that can be helped and aided by another element because all things come together and work together right that could be helped and aided by this you ready if the offense continues to put pressure and score a bunch of points and the defense can pin the ear back and then mike caldwell can start mixing some things up and sending guys and sending safeties and and become totally unpredictable and guys can play coverage knowing that they have a little bit of a cushion. That doesn't mean you let up, but what it does mean that you do is you keep everything in front of you. You play tough, you play coverage, you mix things up, you bring guys when people, when they're not expected. And that's when those big dudes on the other side, that's when Trayvon and Josh Allen, that's when they start having fun. And that's when the crowd gets loud. And that's when the game can get kind of kind of like a street fight a little bit. And nobody likes that more than the guys up front that are going after the quarterback. It's like a bunch of wild dogs. Go look at Nat Geo. Those wild dogs just chase stuff. It's like they're aggravating. I saw a little gazelle the other day. They bit him on the butt. He turned around and then they bit him on the backside. He didn't know who was biting him. And he just kept, that's your defense right there. Just keep biting at him until he gets tired and eventually you can get him on the ground. That's what this Jaguars defense can do and how they can benefit from a better, more explosive, high-scoring offense. I think that'll help your pass rush. To go with the fact that those guys have done the work in the offseason to improve and get better. If that element exists on this team, watch out. 
Watch out. Also, watch out for Locked On NFL, the show. It's also a daily show on the Locked On Podcast Network. It's on YouTube on the Locked On NFL page. Every single day you get comprehensive coverage from around the NFL, the biggest stories from around the league, and you'll enjoy that as well. Subscribe on YouTube. Make sure you hit the bell to get notifications when they drop a show. And on your audio podcast, make sure you tap in to make sure you don't miss an episode of your next watch. Right now, your first listener is always Locked On Jaguars, and we really appreciate you joining us today. Guess what? You're going to have an opportunity to join us tomorrow because it's your team every day, and we thank you for making us your first listen. And we'll be back tomorrow with another show. Until then, take care of each other, and I'll see you then.